Hello, everyone. I'm Laura. And I'm Chantal. And this is Don't Judge a Girl by Their Size. A podcast following one woman's journey to health through weight loss surgery and beyond. And I'm that woman. The information and personal experiences shared on this podcast are for general informational and entertainment purposes only. Our stories represent individual perspectives and do not constitute professional medical advice, guidance, or recommendations. On today's episode, Chantal and I wrap up our interview with the one and only Angie Sanders. If you missed part one, I encourage you to go back and listen to that first because she has such a great story to tell, and I think you'll get a lot out of hearing how her journey started. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get right back into it with Angie. Speaking of mindfulness, um, you know, I, I think one thing that a perspective that you can bring, Angie, because you ha- it has been a little while since you've ha- you've gone through this whole journey. You know, talk to us a little bit about like not just the physical transformation, but like the mental and emotional journey that came with going through this process. Oh wow, How much- that's a big question. I'm sure it is. I'm like, like I already told you, I go off on tangents, and now you're literally <laughs> giving. You changed mentally in this transformation. Like, really, like, do we have time? The night and day before, but like, this really is 100% night and day. I am not the same person. Like, I still, like, I remember who that person was, and I have love and grace for her. Like, she did the best she could, but she was very susceptible to how other people's visions of her. She was very into like the outside validation of am I good enough well this person tells me I'm not so I must not be didn't really have confidence didn't know what soft love was did not even like understood that these words were English but had no concept of what they meant or how they felt Um, boundaries is a whole nother discussion um, of what comes with it and you, you do a lot of soul searching. Um, a lot of people call it inner child work. A lot of people say shadow work. A lot of people um, will go to therapy for like these different things. It's like you really are affected by, and, and again, I, I don't like the word trauma because it's got such a dark stigma to it because, you know, there's a lot of traumatic things out there. There's a lot of really bad things, but like you hold on to so much and you are affected by everything around you and like as a kid you take in so much and that that doesn't go away it continues into your adulthood and um a lot of people just don't know how to deal with it or even are aware that that's even what it is Mm -hmm. and this whole transformation like i said like it starts with the physical but then you start to become more confident and it, and it was very much like a ball rolling. Like for me, it did very much start in the physical. And I don't really know when it started become a mental game. Maybe it was in the middle of a CrossFit workout where you're deep in the pain and you got to find out what you're made of. And then all of a sudden you're faced with a like a challenge that isn't quite a physical challenge, but like it hurts. And so like, oh, I got to figure out what I'm made of. Like I got to stand up to this, you know. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait, why do I feel this way? Or at least that's me. I'm, I'm the why. I'm the why person, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, why do I feel this way? Well, I feel this way because. And then you just, you just go down the rabbit holes until you find whatever is causing it. And you're like, well, do I still agree with that? 
because there's a lot of programming that is put on us where we have a lot of beliefs where we believe we make enough we're not good enough we're not strong enough and when you start to crack one of those beliefs then how true are the others and then you begin to find out who you are like the biggest one i guess how it starts and i'm like out loud processing this it's like i'm not strong enough well when you're deadlifting 100 pounds and you're not even used to picking up any weight beside yourself all of a sudden you're like oh well i am strong okay that means that this isn't true anymore what else isn't true and then you go again you go down these rabbit holes and it takes you to different places and you you do face shadows but here's the cool part you can back off like if it gets a little intense and you're not ready to go there you don't have to keep going you can just stay where you're at you know you you are the person with the foot on the gas or the foot on the brake and you go as deep as you want or you don't it's just like do you want to face the shadows and it, it very much is a mental game and so like as soon as i recognized i was strong then it's like oh i'm also mentally strong oh i recognize i don't love myself why don't i love myself and what the self-love became came with boundaries again not with people not just with hey i'm i'm saying no to you right now um but also saying no to yourself and like specifically like if it's a food thing a boundary with food for example what's nearest and dearest to me at the moment is i used to say especially when i was beginning my journey that you could put a cupcake in front of me and i would think about it like a heroin addict thinks about heroin like that thing would be i would be obsessed with it i would want it and that's all you would think about. And you'd like, you would tell yourself, no, 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 no. Well, if you don't have strong boundaries with yourself, you don't know why you're saying no. Or at least, again, I'm just speaking for my own experience. And it's like learning how to hold boundaries with love. And it's not just a saying no. It is, okay, well, why am I saying no to this cupcake? Because it's not bad or it's not good for me. Well, why not? Well, it makes me feel like crap when I eat it. Well, do you want to feel like crap? No. So is it better for you to not eat the cupcake? Yeah. I know you want to eat the cupcake, but why do you want to eat the cupcake? And it's like, oh, because I know that I, I, I'm, I'm depressed right now. Or I'm really angry. Or like even this, I'm celebrating something. Because a lot of people will celebrate with food. Okay, you, you, you want to do this because of X. Well, if this is not an option, what can you do instead? And it doesn't have to be go out and take a walk. You could, I want to draw a picture or I want to zen to a friend or I want, you know, I want somebody to pat me on the back. All right. You know, even then you don't have to pat somebody to pat you on the back. You can pat your own back. Self-love, like self-love is a big part of that. Learning to love and give yourself the validation that you're seeking from the outside. I know there's a stigma around self-love because all of a sudden you do become that narcissist or people will tell you you're going to become that narcissist, that you're selfish. No, you're not. No, no, no. It is more important that you love you first. Yeah, I just want to like tag onto that because I think I, 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 that resonates a lot with me, this whole idea of like, oh, if you love yourself, you're like a narcissist. You have to have a certain amount of like narcissism because that's self-esteem. If you don't love yourself, if you don't have self-esteem, 
then you're not yeah. going anywhere, you know? Then, yeah, then you like, don't have belief in and and trust in your own self and your own abilities and and honestly even your own gut feelings. Yeah. Right, right. You you do put a lot of stuff in yourself. Yes, please. Hype yourself up. Please yes. brag about your victories. Talk about what you're doing good. You know, I mean, even talk about what you're struggling with because somebody else is struggling with it. And, you know, it's like where I was feeling so alone as a child. Okay, create my own dang community. Here we go. Who else is feeling what I'm feeling? How can we get through this together? Um, but also, there's the, it, it, I, I believe in this concept called the yes and, that two things can both be correct, even if they seem like polar opposites. It's the yes and. It's, it's a balance. Yes, it is cool. We are community-driven individuals, but we also have to be able to hold ourselves. And that's where the self-love comes in. Because if you know you're a badass, you know, I once heard it said that being humble is dishonest if you really are great. Be a badass. You know? I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> because here's another thing with self-love. If you love yourself, you know enough to call yourself on your own BS. You you can do your own checks and balances. And you can, like, and if somebody comes up to you and tries to check you, you can be like, is that do I feel like that's true? I mean, there's there's all these things that come with it. Like I'm 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 oversimplifying it where I feel like I am. It's not black and white. It is different for everybody. It looks different for everybody. And it really does feel like you're spinning multiple plates all at once over here and over here and over here and over here. It can feel overwhelming at sometimes, but it can also be extremely peaceful and focused. See, it's the yes and it is <laughs> everything is correct <laughs> i love how just honest and open you are angie so i really just want to ask you you know was there anything unexpected or a change that you didn't anticipate after surgery that like maybe wasn't so great <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um so i almost died that happened um really <laughs> yeah uh, so I can laugh about it now. That That's how I deal with everything. But after surgery, during post-surgery, they tell you, yeah, you got to take a multivitamin for the rest of your life. It helps you stay active because it helps the weight stay off. Um, here's certain things you can and cannot eat. What they maybe neglected to tell me, because I was totally unaware, was keep track of iron. Because the way the gastric bypass works is... It literally bypasses the part of the small intestine that does most of the absorption. And maybe they thought there would be enough iron in the multivitamin. I don't know. But it doesn't help me anyway. My body does not absorb iron the way other people's do. And that nearly killed me. I got sick one day and had no idea what it was. Was sick for months. Kept getting medical tests done had no earthly idea what it was. Nobody found anything. Like I was having these pains. They were telling me it was because of abdominal scar tissue. And and it wasn't that at all. So one day it was um I wanna say it was it was almost Christmas. Almost Christmas. And um and I went to church one day. Probably shouldn't have even been driving. I woke up, I felt bad like the day before I was almost fainting you know I thought I was just dehydrated I almost passed out in the HEB which is a grocery store here in Texas 
like three or four times. Mm -hmm. You know, even just standing in line was so exhausting. I was like almost blacking out. It was it was really bad, but I'm I'm stubborn and I don't like doctors, so I didn't take myself to the doctor. So I went home, I did what I thought I needed to do, was drinking water, because uh, I thought that's what I needed, because I thought I was dehydrated. The next day, I felt even worse. And so, like I said, I went to church. I remember almost passing out three times just trying to get down the stairs to my car, you know, from the bed to the couch the couch, the top of the stairs, hmm. the top of the stairs, down to the bottom of the stairs. My car just happened to be parked right there. So it was just like a hop, skip and a jump. I like, I had to sit down at each of those stops because I was almost passing out. Turns out sitting, I was fine. So driving, they were passing out. No, everybody was fine and safe on the road. It's okay. But walking from the parking lot to the front door, which involved walking across the street, I actually sat there and wondered how I was going to do it because I was the longest distance of the morning. I barely did it, made it to the foyer. And people, like, they just immediately got around me and they're like, bro, you don't look good. And like, my pastor walks by at the time and he literally starts praying for me in Spanish. He's not Mexican, okay? He was he is he is was fluent in Spanish, but, but like he literally just praying over me over me in Spanish. Didn't say good morning. Just comes over and starts praying over me in Spanish. I guess I just looked like I was about to die. What I remember of that um, service was nothing because I was too bent over and just like not okay. And like at the end of the service. Everybody got up to do like prayer things. And I'm all like, I'm out because this is my time. Like I can get to the foyer without people stopping me. People still stop me. So we're in the foyer. Church is letting out. And I get informed. Hey, we're we're taking you to the hospital. You you look like you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> so I'm all like, okay. So they literally help me into the car. They drive me to the hospital. I said this was almost Christmas. So what hospitals are like, you expect the wait at the ER to be a very long like they're long anyway yeah and then during the holidays it's like even worse yeah and then, then during the holidays like somebody was signed up for a commitment with me that day and they they go they get the wheelchair and they wheelchair me in i give them my name i'm not done telling them my information i am in the back oh my god i guess i guess i'm not okay <laughs> you'd like to reel that Oh, yeah. It's like, well, it wasn't even a fake death. I'm all like, oh, the ER is like, nah, not bro. Um, <laughs> you vampire white. And like, <laughs> like, no, you are drained. Like, but at this time, like, I don't even know at this point. So like I get in the bed and they, they want a urine sample. So I, I get up and I'm walking to get like, I do this. All right. So I get back and give them all the samples, the blood that they want, whatever. I'm there. They come back. I figured there might have been an issue when there were three doctors. <laughs> like, you're lucky to get one. No, I had medical staff. <laughs> we had a team. I had a team. They're all like, so, good news, bad news. Good news. We know why you're sick. Bad news. You have no, <laughs> you have no hemoglobin. All right, so how they knew it was an iron issue. So your blood has hemoglobin. That's your red blood cells. There's a whole bunch of science. I don't claim to be a doctor. No, like, so please don't come at me, bros, for those fact checkers. Yeah, we're not medical professionals here. (laughs) No, no. What I am told is that a normal hemoglobin level is a 13. 
and about eight, they start talking transfusions because that is dangerously low. And then there's my level. 3.1. The people in the lab were surprised I was even conscious, much less walking around and having conversations. That's when I'm told, we have your blood right here. And they just hook blood up to me. And then I'm informed, we have a room waiting for you. <laughs> so I spend time in the hospital and it takes, so basically I'm in there three days. I find out I have iron deficiency anemia. This is due to my body not absorbing iron. So it takes seven units of blood. Your body holds 10 guys. Your body holds 10. It took seven units of blood, two units of straight iron to get me from a 3.1 to an 8. Now, remember, 8 is where they start talking blood transfusions. This is the level that they're like, look, we will only let you out of the hospital if you can maintain an 8 or above for 24 hours. Otherwise, they weren't going to let me out. I stayed three days in the hospital and I was let out on Christmas Day that year. But I learned a lesson that I have to watch my iron levels. When I went and saw my hematologist, like in the hospital, they put my iron pills, prescription iron pills, and um, come to find out my body was not absorbing them. When you have um, too much iron in your blood, uh, then you're, there are certain symptoms that you get. Um, I won't go into them because they're kind of gross. Do your own research. Google that. <laughs> if you're curious. You're curious. Again, I'm not a medical professional. I just know I had no symptoms of more iron in my blood. And my hematologist is like, no, stop taking them. They're not doing you any good. Um, but he also told me if I had not gone to the hospital when I did, I had days to live. So, yeah. Angie, how long after surgery, after your bariatric procedure, did that all happen? Oh, okay. Now I'm making me think. Okay. Um, five years, I want to say. Four, five, six years-ish. Mm -hmm. 2013. Okay. It was like it was like 2019-ish, 20, I want to say. So you were pretty out, far out from surgery at that point. And yeah. Get, yeah. I had a lot of the CrossFit stuff. And oh, yeah. I was, I was, no, that was 2018. But yes, I'd been in CrossFit for years at this point. I had tried to do jujitsu at the okay so like i'm even as i'm sick and getting weaker and sicker i'm still like I, again i just think it's you know dehydration or something because i'm still doing my best to work out i'm still like tried to do jujitsu the thursday before the, i went into the hospital that sunday i was in the jujitsu class and i accidentally dislocated my shoulder but i'm kind of a badass so i put it back and so I, while I was in the hospital, I'm like, hey, can y'all check out my shoulder? By the way. <laughs> By the way. I mean, something happened. Since I'm here. Yeah, yeah since I'm here. Can you check out my shoulder? Yeah. Yes. When this was happening, I was I'm very active. I was working out twice a day. I was I still had a very unhealthy relationship with food because I was doing it for the what, what I would call the wrong reasons. The wrong reasons would be I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for somebody else and their view of what they thought my body should be and not what I what my body wanted instead. Like there, like it was a whole, the whole process was a gambit of coming back to myself, it, a whole like gauntlet, like the support system you choose. And again, I'm not saying this to be like scary or anything, but it really does matter 
the people you choose to have around you and what their reasons are for cheering you on and for supporting you because and you sometimes people may not like I didn't find out until it was too late for some people uh, I also wish that somebody would have mentioned that you might lose people in your life because of these new choices Again, I'm not trying to doom and gloom this. It's like, there's a lot of challenges that happen. Well, you got to be real, you know, like yeah. obviously a lot of like advantages and like great, good things that come from this, but there's also yeah. going to be challenges that are yeah. as well. And like, here's the thing that I, I would I want to stress. It's far more good than there is the negative. And I wouldn't change anything. I would not like, I would go through, like, I wish I had more information, you know, starting out or like, with like, oh, or of what to expect. That 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 would have been nice. I really felt like I was. They don't give you a manual for this. There's no manual for this. It's just I'm sure like, it's hey, different for everyone as well. You know, I, I would definitely say that it's probably different because everybody has their different situations. You know, it's like there may be overlapping things that are the same, but even then, it's different. Support for this podcast is provided by Freedom Multifamily Acquisitions. They are your key to financial freedom through real estate investments, making your money work for you, not the other way around. Please visit freedommfa.com. That's freedommfa.com for valuable insights on investing in real estate and achieving the freedom you desire. Don't Judge a Girl by Their Size is sponsored by Cloud Underground. Make starting a company as straightforward as playing an RPG with the RPG of Life Incubator from Cloud Underground. Start building your business for free today. Learn more at cloudunderground.dev. That's cloudunderground.dev. Okay, I have a uh, just a, a fun question just because I want to learn a little bit more about you, Angie. Um, you said when we talked the other day that you are a dragon and I see your dragon ne- necklace and I, I can be like, That's you have a couple of dragon tattoos. I have a dragon tattoo as well. You can't cool. see Yeah. I want to <laughs> ask you about your, your dragons. Oh, okay. The dragon. Okay. So, um, it started kind of off as a, a joke. When the dragon came into my awareness, it started off as a joke. And then it was like, again, you, you do some, like, well, how long has the dragon been with me? You know, a lot, a lot of people call it like a totem or a spirit animal or anything. You know, there's so many different ways to look at it. So the joke started, this is when I was crossfitting when I was lifting, and um, the city that I lived in was known for mermaids. Well, it had a river also that ran through it, and I would dye my hair blue because that's my favorite color. And so they started calling me a mermaid. Out of the, like, I don't even know where this came from, but I when they called me a mermaid, I spun around, and I'm like, oh, hell to the no. I am a fierce, majestic creature. I bench press mermaids. I am a water dragon. And it just, like, it just stuck. And it's like, like, beast mode. And then there's what I do, you know? And so it started out as a funny, funny, like, little lifting in the gym mindset. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to dragon out today. You know, it's like there's dragon mode, be- like anything that where beast mode or anything like that, it, it became dragon mode. Like, and I embodied that energy and then it it became its own um i don't want to say personality i will say it became like an armor because all of a sudden the dragon energy was with me when i was facing different challenges almost like a guardian angel almost very much uh whenever i would go on different healing journeys with you know that took me to higher vibrations 
Um, <laughs> so I, I would have like this dragon guardian with me and it was very powerful and it became part of who I am very much. So like I, and I started recognizing that the dragon itself, like a lot of people see dragons, as very destructive creatures, you know, what are dragons? They are forces of nature. Dra and forces of nature aren't inherently evil. They are powerful and they have a service of transformation. Literally what I was doing with my body, I was becoming transformation embodied. And so like that dragon aspect helped me to navigate this different energy and feeling of what I was going through and how to hold all that strength all that power that I was building within myself and it's my own self power also recognizing that I had a responsibility to share what I have because dragons are known for wisdom they're known for like different types of fortune so it's like I'm driven to go off and do things and um, there's very much a guardian side of it there's a teacher aspect of it it's very much a calling to just help change the world to a better place, but also protect those who are doing the work as well and helping to give the tools or advice or whatever it is to help people on their journeys. Like, I'm not going to do it for you, but I'll help you. It's like, if you're willing to do the work, I, I am an open book to you, but like, I can't do it for you. But right. also like, I'm also doing it myself. One of the best ways that I can describe what it feels like in this dragon energy, it's like it has given me the fierceness to keep going whenever I didn't want to. It has given me the strength to keep going. You know, I've talked about all these darker times that I've had. I've had this inner strength pushing me on and it's been powerful. Uh, you know, it's like, I yes, I do have quite a few dragon tattoos. Um, when I felt and like kind of uh, telling you a little bit about these two in particular, um, they are um, designed to look like armor. I know you probably can't see them that well, but like there's a bit of armor that is around. Is it? Is it? Yeah, the, the dragon has been my armor, has been my shield. When I felt like I had no one else, I always had this dragon energy. I actually also have a couple of dragons here on my chest. Mm -hmm. little, little dainty, beautiful little things. They're around my heart because like the, this dragon energy has been a teacher. It has been a guide. It has been a protector of my heart. It has been called me out. It's like, whether you want to call it higher self or this is how God talks to me or whatever. It's like the dragon energy is very much who I am. Like it's like, it's, it's kind of like, how do I describe in a lot of fantasy books with dragon riders, there's kind of a, a mental, emotional, heart, spiritual meld between dragon and rider. We're like, yes, they are still still two separate beings, but there's definitely an, a coming together union of the two energies. That's the best way I know how to describe it. Powerful. And it is helped drive me into do what I do. The fear of being seen. All right, I hear you, but you're a dragon. Get out. <laughs> like who who can really stand up to a dragon and it's like you're right i'm a dragon let's go you know it helps remind me who i am i love that i love that that's so cool i'm glad i asked that question <laughs> so chantal do you have any uh, other questions for angie while we've got her here what is like one thing 
I should really probably focus on the most these next five days? That is a good question. I wouldn't stress too much about them, honestly. Like if you want to maybe start saying goodbye to the old way of life and, you know, just giving it the honor and respect, like you still did the best you could leading up to this moment and just love yourself as you are in this moment and just give yourself that time to have these last five days with yourself. And I'm not saying like go ham and like eat a million pizza thing like that. Like just honor the you that you have been up until this point. I definitely feel like there's a part of me I'm saying goodbye to. Yeah, you are. And, you know, it's okay. Like, love and mourn that piece. Like, again, like, honor that piece that you are saying goodbye to. And I would also invite you to have a conversation and just let it know that transformation, it's not forever. It is just a transformation. Like, alchemize it. It's like, like you, as you are, you're just going to be different. Like, you're still going to be me, but yeah. we are going to be different. Like I'm, I'm saying hi to a new me, but I'm also saying bye to a new me, and I don't, I don't know why that makes me emotional, but it's emotional. Like it is, it is a huge step. Like please, like feel it. Like give yourself permission. Don't even try to understand the why. Just feel it and let it happen. Like ease into it. There is no such thing as too much feeling right now. Like you are changing, and it is okay to feel. And in the next five days, take all the time you need. That's what I would say focus on is just take all the time you need to love this side of yourself that you are saying goodbye to, but also reassuring it like you are still you. I definitely feel like I've been more emotional. Like, I I don't think I realized how much of an emotional eater I was. Like, I had no idea and so since I've really refrained on my eating and like been very mindful of it for several months now, all of a sudden I'm like emotional about things that I never would have been emotional before. And it's because I'm actually feeling those emotions. I feel like as to where before I was just eating them and I had no idea that I would like, I really did not consider myself an emotional eater. Like when people would ask me, I would be like, no, I'm not an emotional eater. Like it never crossed my mind that I actually was eating emotionally. And it's, I honor you in that realization. Absolutely honor you in that realization because it can be hard when, you know, like I, I, I don't know any other kinder way to say this. So I'm going to talk to you like I would talk to me. That's because when you it's, end up calling yourself on your own BS, honestly, feel I know it's hard not to feel shame about things like this. So like I, I'm so sorry that I keep saying don't feel this, don't feel that. <laughs> um, because like even if you do feel it like those are valid valid like you feel it so i don't want to invalidate anything you're feeling i would all uh, invite you to just not feel shame it's like it's okay that you feel the way you do and i know that society will tell us like oh no we can't feel anything we got to be strong guess what yeah that like we did this to ourselves and so we don't have a right to be emotional about it you know what i mean i do I feel you on that. It's like, oh, yeah, I did it to myself. I have had those feelings. One of the things that I have told myself that has helped with combat that, but I did it to myself, 
Yeah. Is the question of was I doing what I thought was best for me at the time? That was the medicine you chose at the time. To deal with yeah. whatever it was that I was dealing with. Yeah. You, you were still doing what you thought was best. You're just going to learn a different way of what is best. Like you didn't know before, but you were still doing your best to give yourself what you needed. So, okay, yeah, technically you did do it to yourself, but you were still trying to love yourself. You're just learning a different how to love yourself. Feel the very valid feelings that you feel. Even the ones that are, I did this to myself. Just understand that coming from a story that just needs a little bit of a perspective shift right and, and you should shift the perspective a little bit so like you're 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 a freaking rock star like taking this step it's not an easy choice to be made that's another thing that i like i'm going to stress like it took me 10 years to make that choice 10 years and it's only because i thought it was the only choice that i had left this is not an easy choice to go in and do things to your own body this is what, like, I really 100% feel that you are doing exactly what you feel is best because you want to live. I want to live, period. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I honor you in this decision. Like, you are braver than most. You are not settling. You you have a hunger for life and you are saying yes to living. You're not allowing yourself to die slowly because that is, like, to be totally brutal about it that's what happens is people who aren't willing to make these choices for themselves and when i say aren't willing like there could be a desire but there's also how comfortable are you in your discomfort is it more comfortable for you to remain or are you can you be a different kind of uncomfortable because a lot of times people will choose the devil they know yeah i think that's more true because i think that i mean obviously wait i mean uh, it's been such a struggle or i wouldn't have gotten to the point that i've gotten to but it's like you're right like you i know that's uncomfortableness like and i've spent so much time with it that it becomes comfortable Mm -hmm. and so it is like to face yourself and to face the choices you've made and the person you've become to be able to become somebody better and grow is is definitely a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely honor you. Thank you. Like, one, thank you for sharing your story. You are also going to help so many people. Thank you. I'm so glad that we met you, Angie. I'm so glad that... I actually, I, I feel like the timing was so perfect, too. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, this is a really, like, crucial moment for you, Chantal. And it's like, it's good to have the support and, like, hear these perspectives. I, I hope so. They're necessary. There, there is life after surgery. You know, there there really is. It's not the end all of y'all. But honestly, surgery is very scary. And that's mainly, honestly, we, we don't hear enough about the success stories. And I am confident in calling myself a success story because yes. I have made it 10 years. And I like any experience I have had post-surgery, even like how I felt pre-surgery, anything like that, like happy to offer this to you. Like us meeting, more than coincidence. It's like synchronicity, serendipity. Like this had, this was meant to happen. And honestly, I, I know I, I mentioned it in our intro call, but again, I'm saying it right here, right now. If you need me, you have my information. <laughs> Happy to help. Like this, 
Like I said, I love watching people succeed and like, I'm just going to have fun watching you do your thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Angie. So let us know um, what you're doing now, how people can find you or follow you online. Uh, Promote yourself. (laughs) Promote myself. Okay. On um, Instagram, if you just want to come over, say hi, look at what I'm doing. Have any questions. Again, I'm an open book. It's Water Dragon Angie. And Angie is spelled A-N-G-I. I I don't know who the Angie is, but it's not me. But people keep trying to make me her. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's not me. It's Water Dragon Angie, A-N-G-I. And I post workout stuff on there. I post random stuff on there because it's my own personal Instagram. Like, (laughs) I'm not a business, guys. Um, I do have a TikTok, same thing, at Water Dragon Angie. Again, I on that one, I am a little into the woo-woo. I read tarot, so I post that on there, mainly on my TikTok, just because that's life. For- all right, all right. And that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. Quick, quick tarot tip. But give me a quick tarot. Yeah, let's give it Quick tarot tip. Throw the book away. Yeah, every card has a story to tell. And sometimes, even though it's the same picture, it's telling a different story. What is the story in the card? I don't even use reversals because I'm all like, then it's harder to see the card. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not saying don't ever use the book because sometimes you'll look at some cards and be like, bro, I have no earthly Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Nothing's coming up. Like it helps to kickstart something, but sure. it helps you have your own relationship with the art. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that that would be my what my one tarot tip: throw the book away. What are the cards telling you? That's about how I do it. <laughs> and that wraps up part two of our interview with Angie Sanders. Thanks again to Angie for being on this episode of Don't Judge a Girl by Their Size, and thank you for listening. Give Angie some love by following her on Instagram and TikTok, which you'll find linked in the description of this episode. And of course, subscribe so you can catch every episode of Don't Judge a Girl by Their Size, including conversations with myself and Chantal and more amazing interview guests coming soon. Don't Judge a Girl by Their Size is created, produced, and hosted by Laura Riley and Chantal Powers. Edited by Laura Riley. Voiceover by Greg Christensen. If you're going through your own weight loss journey, join our Facebook group, Don't Judge a Girl by Their Size. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, Join our Patreon where you'll get bonus content and monthly exclusives with Laura and Chantal. You can find links to that and all of our socials in the episode description. And of course, subscribe to Don't Judge a Girl by Their Size wherever you listen to podcasts.